Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. This show is all about sharing inspiration, uplifting stories, and practical career advice from innovative, original thinking, and pioneering women from around the world. You can find us here every second week, or why not sign up at don'tstopusnow.co so you never miss a show. Plus, you'd make our day if you could rate or review us. It really gives us a boost in more ways than one. It sure does. Now it's time for this week's show. Hello, and welcome to this very final episode for 2023. And it's been a big year, hasn't it? Yeah. It really has. And, you know, I think it's important for us to acknowledge right up front that there's lots of people struggling, actually, right now. You know, there's there's a lot of weight in the world, Mm. particularly around the economy, you know, wars and also politics, all sorts of stuff happening in in people's lives. So it has been a fairly weighty year. Couldn't and, agree more. And we don't want to ignore that though. No. But nonetheless, whilst we don't want to ignore that, if you're anything like us, you need more positivity in your life. And we want to th- reflect on some of the great things for 2023 and some of the things that might be useful for you to take forward too into 2024. So consider this as a sprinkle of some stardust. <laughs> yes. So what we thought was we thought we might share some of our favourite things of 2023. Indeed we did. You know, it's a great way to reflect on the year, but also share some things that you you might enjoy hearing. Yeah. So we thought we might start with some highlights from the podcast. So, Greg, what were your one or two highlights from this fifth no, nearly sixth year, because we're in like five and a half years of the podcast. Yeah, incredible. What were your highlights this year? One of them would be meeting with and speaking with pretty much a global icon, Amy Cuddy, uh, for the show, particularly in her circumstances where she had only broken her jaw about 10 days earlier. So she was incredible and she was so generous to not just me, but others at the conference with her time and her work and her authenticity really made an impression. Yeah. And that was a fantastic interview. Um, I was really sad that I wasn't able to make it. Yes. Thank you. Well, I was sad too, but yeah, it's about the only time we've ever had a a one woman show in terms of the interview. And you took it away. (laughs) You took it away. No, no, really, it was really an excellent interview. If you haven't heard it, I really recommend it. And we're really hoping we might be able to get her on the show sometime in 2024, aren't we? She's got a new book coming out on bullying. So I think that'll be very interesting. No pressure on you because, you know, hopefully you... (laughs) 
Me and Amy. Yeah, you and Amy. You wow. Best, best mates now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another sort of episode that really made a big impression on me was mm. with pretty much a, a rock star founder and a whirlwind of energy, Sue Fennessy, who has founded We Are Eight. And I really just love the purpose behind this new B Corp business, which is all about redirecting a small percentage of digital advertising spend away from the big social media sites like Insta and TikTok and FB, Facebook, and using those funds to give back to users and to help people on planet. It's still got so much amazing potential. Download it, have a play. It really does make a difference in the world. It's a very audacious goal. And I loved it so much that I'm now helping them in an advisory capacity. Yeah, they're a fantastic organization. And I loved that interview with Sue as well. Yeah, yeah. So how about you? What are your kind of highlights from 2023 podcast? Well, there were so many, but I, you know, I think one of the highlights for me in general was that we did way more interviews in person yeah, this year. Yeah. You know, I think with COVID really for two, three years, we really moved a lot more to Zoom. And as much as, you know, that's great too. And it's wonderful that technology allows us to do that nowadays. Actually interviewing people in person takes it to a whole new level. I agree. I agree. And, you know, we interviewed Sue, Sue in person in London, which yep. was a great experience. You interviewed Amy in person. We interviewed Kerry James in Singapore, which was um, fabulous. You know, I know Kerry from a long time ago, but it was really great. Anna Rafferty at the Lego headquarters. Yep. And then we um, traveled to Canberra to meet Abigail Bradshaw, mm. which was really, really interesting. Yeah, wasn't it? absolutely. Of, you know. That was really great. And then I think the other highlight for me was the impact that the Eden Health Retreat wrap-up podcast episode that we did, which was basically my experience of going to Eden Health Retreat up in the Gold Coast in Australia, because it really resonated. And at least 10 people who listened have actually already been, (laughs) and that's of the people that we know of. Yeah. So that's quite something. It's always, you know, in podcasting, it's always hard to really know the kind of impact that you're making. So just hearing that people were so inspired that they went is awesome. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what we said at the beginning. It also speaks to kind of the state of mind of, of everyone in this, you know, full on year. It was towards the end of the year. People just need a break. And so it resonated in so many ways. But, yeah, that was awesome to get that impact. If we switch now and think, okay, and, of course, every podcast guest who's been on in 2023, we are so grateful for, and it's really bad in a way to sort of even pick, um, uh, mention individuals because they've all been fabulous. They have, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're so lucky to speak to such inspiring women. I agree. I agree. Now, if we switch from the podcast to, let's say, books, you Mm -hmm. know, what jumps out at you in a, on the book front, particularly say, let's start with, you know, either fiction or not business books. Yeah. Well, this year for me has been a bit unusual because I've actually read way more fiction than nonfiction. I think I have too. Because yeah. I'm usually quite a nonfiction girl. Yeah. But I think again, you know, because of the heaviness of the world, I've actually wanted to focus on fiction and taking myself out of it. And one set of books. He's got four books, which apparently is called a tetralogy. No, 
How do you say it? I'd say, I don't know for sure. Tetralogy. Tetralogy. Yeah. I think you okay. that right, yeah. Tetralogy. <laughs> so that's four books. And that is Richard Osman, who wrote the Thursday Murder Club books. And they are just divine. <laughs> I love them. They're basically set in the UK in a retirement village. And they're all centered around this group of five or six really interesting people who are very funny, actually, particularly the narrator. And it's centered around them becoming a murder club where they solve murders and they get themselves into all sorts of situations. Predicaments. And predicaments. And it's just so lovely. And charming, I would say. Charming, charming. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Um, So if you're looking for a summer read that is going to make you laugh, but is also a good story, then Start with the first one of the Thursday Murder Club because it, they're so good. <laughs> the other thing that I've been reading quite a bit of is yep. autobiographies. Mm. And bizarrely, I've read quite a few pop stars. Actually, it's strange because I've actually watched a lot of documentaries on Netflix as well about pop stars. Look, I think it's people. a bit of the zeitgeist, actually. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. Um, they're, they're around yeah. a greater number than ever before. No, totally true. But they're also really fascinating. And I think the the stories are getting better in terms of the way that they're narrated. And or I, I guess they're perhaps they're more authentic. I don't know. Or maybe it's just I'm more interested. Um, but my best one was actually Elton John's, and it's called Me. That was really well written and fascinating insight into Elton John and the journey that he's been on. He's an absolutely incredible songwriter. So that was really good. And I've just finished Tina Turner's um, autobiography called Love Story. And obviously Tina Turner recently passed away and I was a big fan of Tina Turner. (laughs) And I picked it up in a secondhand store in the UK and I really loved it. Oh, that's good. Fantastic. Fantastic. What about you? Well, I would say if we're thinking of um, not business books and more on the fiction side, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, and I'm not sure if I pronounced her name exactly correct. What a great book that is. And I also just love the fact that Bonnie, the author, was about 65 when she wrote this. So, you know, that's her first book. And I think it's awesome and you know now it's you're watching it you're well in, advanced into the um yeah the apple series yeah it's re- it's really good yeah. it's really good the, yeah yeah and the other book i really enjoyed and it was recommended to me by my aunt in london it's called a gentleman in moscow by a Tales. it's a very gentle narrative so it's not like super fast paced but Actually, what I realize having us just talked about, you know, the sort of macro environment we're all living in where there's so much dark news and heavy news, mm. what is incredible about this man, he's so likable, the gentleman in Moscow, he's Russian and he's obviously in Russia, is he lives through decades of incredible hardship, uh, having had known incredible privilege. And his mindset and his charm and how he navigates his way through the most tricky of circumstances it's very beautiful it's i think that's the word i would say i I found it a very beautiful book i love the way you describe that because i actually i read the first couple of chapters and i couldn't get into it Mm. so i think you've just inspired me to get back into it over summer yeah and i think it is how he has managed 
to make his world as positive as he can and do great things for others as well. Moving on now to non-fiction, what non-fiction books have you read? Yeah, so I, I think I've defaulted to the most recent one I completed, I would say anyway, and um, Effortless by Greg Mc- McEwen. 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 It's his second book, mm. and I don't think actually that I have actually fully read his first book. Or yeah. I? Uh, well, I have. It's I Essentialism. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I need He's to read such it. such a good writer. He echoes things that I think I've read in some other authors, such as, you know, asking yourself before a task, how could this be easy? And trying to find something positive in any task that you might have been putting off. But, you know, what I really, my most favorite thing in the book mm-hmm. is he talks about the power of two and a half seconds. And what he has, says is that researchers and neuroscientists have discovered that how we as humans define our now or our psychological present moment it's a two and a half second window. And you know, when you sort of read something about, you know, the vert benefits of running, for example, or what exercise, and you just feel so motivated in that moment, well, you've got two and a half seconds to begin momentum. So it could be like putting your running shoes on or tying one of the shoelaces. It's just that notion of, uh, as some of the other authors like James Clear in Atomic Habit, Habits and BJ Fogg in, you know, Tiny Steps. Yeah. If you break things down into really small steps, what's a small thing you can do in two and a half seconds and just begin? And that is so often half the battle. So I love that. He also warns, of course, that it's very easy in two and a half seconds to fall down the rabbit hole of scrolling. Yeah, well, it certainly <laughs> is. I mean, two and a half seconds isn't very long, is it? No. Like, it's literally, you just got to do it now. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I mean, there's some similarities with your nonfiction book and my nonfiction okay. book, I guess. Yeah. In some ways, I guess it's about using time effectively. Yeah. And mine this year was a book called 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. Yep. And it's all about time management, it's- but it's a complete sort of flip on yeah. your head of it. I listened to this on audiobook. Ah. And I also read it. I didn't know you'd listen to it on audiobook. I've, yeah. yeah, I've read it. And, and he, he, um, narrates it and it's really, really good. Mm. Basically, 4,000 Weeks is all about the fact, well, really embracing the truth that your time is limited in the sense that the average person only has 4,000 weeks that they live, which is kind of sobering really, isn't it? When you break it down to 4,000 weeks. Yeah. I was worried when I began the book that I'd get depressed, but you don't at all. No, no, you really don't. Because it's all about facing the fact that your time is short and you've got limited control over that time. So accept that and accept the fact that you can't do absolutely everything that you want to. And really, the key is to consolidate and focus on the things that you care about, which is a truth. And invaluable advice to us all. Invaluable. And it's actually quite practical as well. So Mm. I really loved this book. And actually, we've integrated some of the content into some of our workshops. Yeah. Yeah. It was that impactful. So that was my favorite. I love that. It it all comes down to, you know, we have nothing else but our time on this planet and we never know how much any of us have and no, we want to treat it wisely. Very, very clearly to me last week when I 
good uh, friends of board director passed away at 58. So we have to, he didn't get 4,000 weeks, sadly. So yeah, it's sobering, but this book is not, it's not a negative Nelly. It's actually really quite empowering that, that book. Now, talking about empowering. Actually, that's a rubbish segue because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move now. We're gonna move now to was, your favourite experiences of 2023. It was quite an entertaining segue. I was gonna go where is she? <laughs> no, well, I wasn't how going, going to work with that. <laughs> experiences. Yeah. Okay. What, what What were your like? You know, two or milestone three experiences. milestone experiences. Mm. The things that you will well, just, you just remember. One that um jumps to mind is I had a big birthday. You did. So hearing from my family and friends in the most beautiful video messages they sent that you edited and compiled and organized was very special. And also people um, recommended different music songs. I've got a magical playlist to remember that birthday by as well. So that was very memorable. We also got to sail in Greece with some great friends. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Rob. Thank Super you. Super lucky. Very lucky. And that was wonderful. And I love sailing, as you know, and anything to get out on the water uh, is sensational. And what a great lifestyle that can be, sailing around yeah. the Greek islands. Well, and also I think what's really lovely about it is that Greek islands that have got big airports, you know, are a little bit spoiled, I think, nowadays. But the wonderful thing is that there are so many Greek islands that don't have big airports on them. Yeah. And that are literally, you know, still really quite traditional and unspoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, that was fantastic to see. And then on a closer to home front, um, theatre, you know, we saw two one woman plays or almost one woman plays mm. that were very remarkable. One was RBG about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And that was amazing. And yeah, the performance there was incredible. And the other was called Julia and it was about the former prime minister, Julia Gillard. And I also really, you know, loved that. And so, um, powerhouse performances celebrating female leaders, which never happens enough in totally agree. So yeah. How about you? What about experiences for you? One of my favorite experiences was actually at the beginning of the year. That was a road trip around the south part of Western Australia with the dog. <laughs> Flew the dog over and had an incredible trip, Christmas in Margaret River with friends, and then a road trip all the way to Esperance. Now, Esperance is, is quite a rem- remote place. I don't know, how long would it take you if you drove from Perth to Esperance? Oh, seven hours? Maybe six, I think, because if you go six or seven um, hours. The, the most direct way. Yeah, okay, so not that, not maybe in, seven. in Australian terms, that's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> in most other people's terms, that's long. But the beaches of Esperance are absolutely jaw-dropping. Beautiful. I've never seen beaches like it anywhere in the world, and I've travelled to many places. Yeah. So, you know, get yourself there. Really, really amazing. The other thing that I really loved was um, being in the UK, connecting with friends and family. That was amazing. Just being back actually in London and connecting with friends that I haven't really properly connected with since COVID and spending quality time was magic. And then closer to home, you know, sort of back to the culture 
I loved the sort of new immersive art shows that seem to be popping up yes. in the last couple of years. Um, this year in particular, went to one uh, which was a Van Gogh show, yep. which was amazing, and then a Frida Kahlo immersive experience. I just think they're so incredible because they give you so much more depth of an artist and their art. They take you on a real journey, and I think it makes art more appealing to many, many more people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I love that. And then finally, music. You know, I really wanted to get back into listening to music both at home but also going to see gigs. And a couple of memorable ones was Bjork in Perth. Oh, my God, (laughs) she's amazing. And then Missy Higgins. What an incredible artist. And finally, yeah, um, I loved. Yeah, yeah, she was great, wasn't yeah. she? And then finally, um, on the classical side, the Australian Chamber Orchestra with Joseph Tawadros, who's an Egyptian Australian oud virtuoso, which is an instrument. It is an instrument, <laughs> and oud. he is amazing. Yeah. I've seen him. That's my second time seeing him, and he's incredible. I think that we're not alone in really reveling in live theatre and musical experiences in 2023. I think post being locked up in the pandemic, Mm. to be in a shared space and all experience something, you know, like music or theatre together it's a it's you realize how powerful it is and how moving it can be and how joyous definitely i'm definitely wanting to do more in 2024 right even more yay so if we you know wrap up with thinking about well you know what about things like hacks or mindset shifts or whatever that you're taking away you know claire what would be your key hacks and things well i've i've got a few actually and they all relate to health Mm-hmm. which is interesting. Up my street. Yeah, definitely up your street. The first one is something that actually we picked up properly from the podcast from an interview at the back end of 2022 mm-hmm. with Dr. Selena Bartlett, who's a neuroscientist. She really told us about the science behind cold showers and how impactful they can be for your life, in yep. fact, and your health. And I have taken to doing two-minute cold showers uh, whenever I'm having a shower, and they have been a game-changer. Yeah, yeah. And so how, though? Like, how has it changed things? Well, the first thing is it changes your state. I can physically feel my body changing immediately. I feel energized. I feel positive. Um The science is that it basically brings on your parasympathetic nervous system, which reduces your stress. So it actually does really change your whole uh, physiology. But the other thing is, you know, being an ocean swimmer, wanting to do more ocean swimming, but having been, you know, a little bit this winter, I'm convinced that you don't feel the cold as much. Because of these cold showers. And I'm, I think you concur with that, right? Yeah, definitely. I think you observed that I get into the cold water in winter much quicker. Yeah, than you I used did. to whinge and whinge <laughs> and now you're jumping in and it's so good. So kudos to Professor Selena Bartlett for that. And, um, of course, she does say you don't have to start 
straight off with two minutes no, cold shower. In fact, I don't think you'd want to. You can build up and start with 30 seconds, 10 seconds mm. even. On your At foot. the end of a shower. Yeah, yeah. just just put your f- foot in cold yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, and just build it up. It's amazing. Mm. And the second thing is something that I've taken on from one of the exercise classes I go to, which is balancing when I brush my teeth. I've sort of stacked habits. Okay, yeah. So I've got a two-minute electric toothbrush that yep. every 30 seconds it tells me when it's 30 seconds. Yeah. And so what I do is I balance on my left leg for 30 seconds and then my right leg and then my left leg and then my right leg. And I do that both in the morning and the evening. Sometimes I close my eyes, which is much harder when you're balancing. But not only is it a strength exercise, but it's also super important, particularly as you get older, because they say that, what is it, if you can balance for 10 seconds you are 80% less likely to die in the next 10 years something or something like that. Like that. Yeah. Some piece of research that was actually you know, well substantiated um, suggests that balance is an incredibly important thing. And I'm hypermobile, so it's even more important for me. Yeah, right. No, that's good. That's good. So the other thing I'm taking from 2023, which is a recent discovery, is something... (laughs) No, theft, I think, is the... (laughs) No, discovery. Discovery. It was bought for both of us. Yes. I've just was lucky enough You've to kidnapped take it. it. I've kidnapped it. Yeah, I have. <laughs> okay, so this... I, and I was the one who found okay, out about it. Let's just, let's just get on and, <laughs> and talk about what this does. Uh, it's called the Air Tamer, and it's basically your own personal air purifier. It looks like a, kind of like a key fob, doesn't it? Yeah, like your car alarm. Yeah. Sort of black. And what you do is you clip it on. I clipped it onto my bra top, actually. And you, you turn it on and within 20 minutes, it kind of creates this little air bubble around you, which kicks off all the nasties in the air. So that includes things like flu and COVID and uh, it would also include smoke and anything that's sort of in the air that you don't want. So if you've got allergies, it's really good too. I took it to Melbourne two weeks ago and I had... Lots and lots of meetings, dinners, like lots of people. Um, and I was really worried I was going to get COVID because it was rife in Melbourne. I went through the whole week with my air tamer on all the time, didn't get sick and came home actually to find you sick with COVID. <laughs> Funny that. I didn't have an air tamer. Yeah, you didn't have an air tamer. <laughs> Oops. I think we'd better get another one. Anyway, so far... My experience is that that was good. Now, who knows whether that was just down to the air air tamer? I don't know. We'll never know. But based on the fact I'm going to be doing lots of traveling, I'm going to be putting it on. (laughs) So I really recommend that. Yeah. Great. And, of course, these are just personal recommendations. We are not paid or endorsed by anybody. And you do need to do your own research. and, And who knows whether it really, you know, has yeah. that effect, but that's uh, Claire's experience. If I was to think about my takeaway yes. in 2023, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yours? come back to an experience listening to a presentation at South by Southwest in Sydney this year, actually. Yeah. And how great was it to have South by Southwest uh, it was really great. come to Sydney? Yeah. And looking forward to it next year. And, you know, they're sure it will get better and better. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But 
a presentation that has really stuck with me and its its importance uh, and its message has really stuck with me was by an organization called Future Crunch and they had two of their team speak and they really illustrated very clearly just how much amazing good news and progress happens in the world that we never get to hear about typically. And so my, my real big takeaway is just frankly, how poisonous the average media diet that we are exposed to is. Yeah, totally. Um, and how utterly one-sided and incentivized it is to be negative. And the consequences of that are really dire in so many different ways, whether it's political or just mental health. So some of the things that they shared were very powerful and just, and they've just done an, an end of 2023 newsletter. They have a free newsletter. We'll put a link to their actual. We um, all need to read that. Yeah. Newsletter yeah. on, uh, on our show Holiday notes. Reading. Page. Here are some of the things that have happened that we might not have kind of registered this year and to end on a really, I think, great note. You know, the world's solar capacity has doubled in the last 18 months. And solar is now the fastest growing energy technology in history. That's awesome. And so we are making great strides. And I, in fact, I just waking up today saw a headline that said something like solar is now cheaper than other types of, um, for the first time, it's, it's also cheaper than fossil fuel generated energy. I think I saw, I could be wrong. Sounds like a tipping point. And related to the climate, China. It's the world's largest carbon polluter. Its carbon emissions are likely to start falling from next year based on their progress this year, and it is huge. They were supposed to be six years away from reaching their peak level of carbon emissions, and now it's it's almost around the corner next year. And the reason is because they've just had an unprecedented expansion with solar and wind power, and they have almost doubled this year the solar and wind that they had total in you know up until 2022 so incredible wow. progress there wow and as such a big you know population it's a massive thing wow and there's lots to learn from that yeah and then if we look at things like poverty global poverty reduction is back on track and the world bank is saying that a majority of low and middle income countries will see a decline in the number of people living in poverty this year, as in we'll see Incredible. because we're nearly at the end, but the stats will show that. Yeah. And there are 50 million more girls in school today than there were in 2015. God. So that's eight years, 50 million more girls are going so to school good. today. And that's despite – you know things like the uh, the Taliban taking back yeah, right control and 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 stopping girls going to school in um, Afghanistan and stuff like that. Finally, a record number of countries have eliminated diseases this year, but one massive massive innovation that has been a health holy grail. A, a sort of target has been to come up with a vaccine for malaria, which is one of the three biggest killers of lives, or certainly was when I worked at the Global Fund for Malaria, Tuberculosis, and HIV and AIDS. And we have now not one, but two malaria vaccines that have been sort of pretty much approved to be rolled out. And one has already started rolling out this year in nine countries in Africa. And so we are going to see a game changer for people surviving malaria now, which is unheard of. It's literally decades in the making. 
That is such good news. And what a wonderful way to finish on. Well, I think so. It just really hit home how we subconsciously, it's like being a crab in boiling water and that we are being increasingly drowned in negative news and we haven't really realized it. And it's not even that it's negative. It's just that it's actually biased. It's not balanced. Yeah, Um, so true. It's so important. We need to seek out better news sources, don't we? And Future Crunch is a great one. Yeah. So we'll share that in the show notes. We will. Well, that's this episode done and dusted. We're taking the Aussie summer off and we'll be back in February after a really good rest. Yes. And a trip to Baja, California, Mexico, (laughs) which I cannot wait for. So indeed, it's going to be pretty epic. We will see you in 2024 and... We hope that you get to have some downtime. If you celebrate Christmas, have a wonderful Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Rest up, stay positive. Make sure you seek out some good news and see you soon. And ciao for now.